Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. What day is today? Friday. It's been an amazing week. How do you mean? How so? Records were broken. I, I had a good feeling off the bat. It is gone! Number 62! Hot gossip. Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen's marriage may be headed for the end zone. You ready to get this party started? Ready for the weekend! Turn on, tune in! Turn it up! Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. Showtime! It is early. It's cold today, too. Ask back a Don. Gotta cut this intro in the car. Your boy is equal parts moving and a shaking. This weekend, gonna be hosting KC Tenants Power. That kickoff, we had our friend Brandon from KC Tenants Power on the show. Was that Wednesday show? If you have not listened to that episode yet, go ahead and give that one a looky-loo. Busy weekend, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Nothing better, baby. And on a Friday? Come on. What's the word? Kansas City. Fridays on your KC Morning Show. Always style. By the homies over at Charlie Hustle, KCMS20. That's a promo code, 20% off in-store and slash or online. That's how you know. Charlie Hustle, Chuck, you the real one. It's hoodie season. Protect your hoodies at all costs, my friends. Or in the event that you lose one, head to Charlie Hustle and use that promo code, KCMS20. On the show today, we are joined by Mike Wilson. He is the owner, operator, founder of Franklin's Stash House. We talking cannabis on a Friday, where their friends from Franklin Stash House launch day is today. In fact, this was an excellent conversation. We talked about all kinds of things. We equity. We talked about Amendment 3, which is on the ballot, legalized marijuana in Missouri. And y'all know that I have some thoughts on that amendment. We're all on the same through line. We gotta legalize this thing. It is the way. This is the way. And when we don't attack the problem, we so often just attack each other, right? So I got some qualms with some of the verbiage. A little bit concerned because it's a constitutional amendment and it's not so easy to change. Like, you really can't change it at all. But that does not mean that we are against the movements, my friend. Gotten a chance to meet Mike over the last month or so. I consider him a friend, and I think this is a great conversation. And my guy is good at the weed and stuff. All that and so much more for you in just a matter of moments. After that, we wrap with a sports thing, courtesy of Benny Heiss, managing editor over at Bet Sided. Hilarity ensues. Bad dad jokes left and right. Conditions are ideal. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, I love you. Happy weekend. Last weekend, it's a good day. It's a good ass day. Be a Kansas City always because of you. My name's Hartzell. Kitty says hello. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Greetings, Hartzell. Search the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, I guess this is a welcome. Michael Wilson, he is the founding CEO of Franklin Stash House, and we got you for launch day. Franklin Stash House, welcome to the neighborhood. Welcome to your KC Morning Show, my brother. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. 
Mike, how do we get here? You tell me. From conception to reality, here we are. Break it down for us, Mike. I mean, it's been quite the journey. You know, it started back in October of 2020 when my business partner, co-founder, and I, DJ Rice, decided to build a venture and go take our chances to enter the you know the green rush with the Missouri cannabis market. You know, prior I had worked for the Greenlight organization and worked as an early employee there as an analyst and saw the opportunity to build a business with a good friend of mine. And in October 2020, started producing hemp blunts and they did extremely well and were distributed through dispensaries. And then we saw an opportunity to acquire a license and actually enter the market. And we did that in January. Like any good startup, raised capital, put a team together, and put a business together. And we're today, this is our launch day. You can find us at the Greenlight Underground and then 80 plus dispensaries across the state. And so it's been quite the journey. You know, we've been not in the industry and then entering the industry. So we have a little bit of a lens from what it feels like to be outside and inside. And, um, you know, it's definitely given us a unique perspective. Where do we even start with that? So we're launching in 80 stores. That does not seem like the norm. Yeah, I mean, your average brand when they open up into the market is typically somewhere between a dozen and two dozen stores. It's been very encouraging, but that's also the challenges of of a cannabis company and a startup is, you know, uh, sometimes you wake up and your orders are four times what you thought they were and you've got to figure out how to scale and, you know, produce at the same quality. So I mean, you know, Kansas City's been really doing a good job at putting on for us and elevating us. I got to put a lot on the city. They've they've definitely put the good energy behind us. Well, I mean, you make it easy, my friend. I'm not going to lie to you. Just pull back the curtain a little bit. I tried that Kingdom Kush. My goodness gracious. They say the best part of waking up is the folders in the cup. No, no, no. I start my morning with the bowl, my man. That makes two of us. I mean, I, that's something we can 100% agree on. A morning wake and bake's great, but I'm glad that, that you had the chance to experience Kush Kingdom and experience the products that we're rolling out here. I mean, we really try to produce fresh products on a weekly basis. And just in that, I think we make a superior product. But we care about the things we're doing. You know, it's a little bit different than what I think people would typically find in marijuana. We're a small team. We're 12 people. We're Missouri people. We're not a part of any trade association or PAC. We're purely independent. And we're out here trying to take our chances and make our name here in the Missouri cannabis market. So like day one, when you and the business partner are like, yo, let's do this thing. You said you had the hemp pre-rolls. Are you rolling that like in your buddy's garage? Because I imagine that you don't just overnight get to distributing into 80 stores or 80 dispensaries, right? So those first few moments, those first few days, first few weeks, years even, I got to imagine this is the epitome of DIY. Well, you know, yeah, really, there's some pivotal moments in the history of our business. You know, it's a true started from the bottom, blunt by blunt, brick by brick kind of thing. You know, along the way, we met Andy Miller, who is an owner of Guy's Chips and Una Familia Tequila, Tequila and a wide variety of other brands. And he saw the potential in this business and he gave us 800 square feet, a facility near downtown and said, you know, let's see what happens. And he wound up becoming, you know, one of the larger shareholders in our business and our first and primary investor. And so, you know, the journey of starting one by one, you know, you kind of meet the right people. And, you know, between my business partner, Rice, and then Andy, it just became an incredible creative energy that just turned this thing into, you know, elevated us to the next level. So, yeah, I mean, we started 800 square feet in a little warehouse and just built, built from there. And now we're in a 6,000 square foot facility and licensed medical marijuana facility, which is like crazy regulated. It's like a food manufacturing facility. So it's really cool to 
you know, experience like in less than two years going from 800 square feet to a few thousand and, and going through that journey with your team. And I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to even say here. And if I need to edit this, I can. But I saw the spot. And I mean, we're talking tip top. I knew what you were doing was next level. I knew what you were doing was big because we've had conversations and we've gotten dinner. And I believe in the mission. I really do believe in the through line of what you all are doing. But, you know, seeing is believing. It's a show me state, Mike. You know us. <laughs> yes. This is legacy type stuff. And I, I say, I feel like I know where your heart's at. You know, you're going to have the opportunity to really help steer where this is headed. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that big picture later. But tell sure. these folks, if you don't mind, what's your background? You know, why does this mean so much to you? Like in so many of our conversations, we're not even talking so much about the cannabis of it all. We're just talking about the people of it all. And you're good people, man. So where's this come from? Well, you know, look, I think people should understand at the root of it, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I was from 16 years old, I've owned my own businesses. And I think a lot of people that know me most of my life and career would see that I've been in a wide variety of industries. And, you know, cannabis happens to be one where there's, you know, great opportunities for business and entrepreneurship. So really, at the end of the day, when you as an entrepreneur entering a new market, I was raised in an era where you've got to actually think about the market. It isn't an old world capitalism, every man for himself, you know. What's the point of being greedy if that starts taking away from others in the industry? You know, there's a balance to that. I think that was largely ingrained in me and my education in the way that I grew up. But, you know, as Franklin Stash House, we're not like I think some of the other examples people use. You know, we have a head and moral basis for where we go. You know, our company is not by design, but all under the age of 40 in the operations side. We have women in leadership, 66% of our leadership's women. You know, we have black, white, gay, straight. It's just we're a representation of what I would call new world capitalism, where we're just doing things differently. And so when you say that you appreciate that our heart is in the right place, you know, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, in an industry like this, it's quick to yell the corporate giant card. But not everybody's a corporate giant. There's actually independence out there in that business. And, you know, we're trying to make a big name for ourselves. And when we do that, we're just trying to be good stewards. This is an industry. This is a medical industry. People require this product for a certain ailments and quite often emotionally. And that's something that we want to be respectful of. And so to go into an industry and trash it to me is a uh, long term, not very wise. And so we just look at it different. And, you know, Mo 22 and the initiative that's on the ballot you know, I just think that there's a lot of misinformation that clouts maybe the people in the direction behind it. But I think we can all agree we want to see legalization of marijuana. We want to see easier access. We want to see more affordable pricing and more products. And that's all coming. And that's the exciting part of being a part of that journey is, you know, actually influencing at the political level, you know, the directions of these things. I mean, that's a, an exciting place to be. And, you know, we're, we're we feel extremely privileged to be able to sit in that seat and be able to have a voice. One of the reasons why I was so excited to talk to you is that I had learned about the verbiage of Amendment 3. We're talking about legalizing marijuana on the ballot this November 8th. So I had learned about that actually before I got a chance to meet with you. And so I was really curious, really just to get your perspective on this thing. You know, I'm an expert in nothing, but I wanted to hear what some folks in the industry are talking about, you know, and take yesterday. Dank Brandon, my man, Joe Biden, the president who is pardoning federal marijuana offenses. Like that's the first step in how this starts. This is the big deal we're talking about. We all agree that legalization is the way to go because cannabis saved my life, literally. And I've told you about that story many times. I just think that the verbiage of this exact amendment is a bit 
So that's why I think it's so important when we meet folks like you, especially as I believe like you do, I think it's going to pass anyway. So it's really important to know the folks who are going to be in this like you. We need to know that you give a damn about the industry and the city that you're representing. I think that you've already proved that. You're proving that. I think that this collaboration with James Lemonade, you know, I think that is step one in really showing folks in the show me state that you're not here about it for just the bottom line. It's for the KC of it all. For the KC of all is an interesting phrase because, you know, I, a lot of people ask, you know, like, Mike, this is really wild, all of what's happening. And I usually tell people, look, Kansas City does an amazing job putting on for a brand. And right now, Kansas City's putting on for Franklin Stash House the same way they put on for Boulevard, the same way they put on for Jay Rieger and launch them all into the stratosphere. And we're so appreciative of the love that everybody shows and the rooting that everybody in Kansas City does behind this. But, you know, conversations like what we've had are ones that need to happen. It feels in politics, you know, that sometimes nobody listens to you, but change is a process, not an event. And you know, while there may be some people that dominate the conversation, there's a whole ecosystem around it that influences it. And, you know, over time, the right people are going to, you know, I, I believe they're going to move in the right direction. And, and with Mo 22 and the legalization of it, I mean, at least we're an example of how an independent business can enter the market and be successful as an independent business in a sea of multi-state operators. And that's okay. And that's ultimately at the end of the day, if you're a consumer and you want to go buy marijuana products in this recreational market, you know, you can go buy from a number of varieties. Some of them are big out-of-state brands with awesome products. Some of them are little local brands with awesome products. And that's the love and the variety of cannabis. And, you know, I think if we, we focus on on the fact that, you know, this is something that's for everybody and that it's going to take time to make the changes that we see that we want, you know, I think that it becomes a much more productive, fast-moving environment. But, I mean, guys, let's look at the opportunity, you know, with federal decriminalization. You know, now you're talking about they are putting this on the rights of the states. And so it's really just a continuation or a permission to continue doing what we have been doing, which is legalizing this at the state level and putting our own regulatory framework together. It didn't say anything about interstate commerce or anything of the sorts, but that promotion towards giving permission to states to go allow and do that. Well, Missouri is still going to be the first one in the Midwest, really, to be an open recreational market without extreme taxes. If you were to go over to Illinois today, you're going to be paying upwards of 25 to 40 percent in taxes. You know, that just drives the price up. So Missouri has the chance to be one of the largest, most uh, easily accessible for marijuana and some of the most affordable anywhere in the Midwest. I mean, you'd have to go to Colorado to find anything more affordable. So, you know, it's, it's the mix of having a little bit of patience to see the stuff change, but people still got to voice their opinion. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of boardrooms I've been into where they've talked about the voice of the people or what's been said online or what's been said in the news. Your voice is heard, whether it feels like it. I can tell you your voice is heard and it is it is affecting change. You mentioned it, those out-of-state actors that could come in with this as a possibility. That's why it is so important that we do have these conversations, that we get a chance to know the folks who are entering into this game. Folks like yourself, we are going to need more folks like you so that it's not just a bunch of -of out-of-state folks who are making a bunch of money off of us and it's not staying in our community. I feel like, and I don't want to talk for you, but you do want to invest that money into your community that is supporting the cannabis that you're offering. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like that's core principles of building any business. But I think there's plenty of cultural examples of, you know, why it makes sense to put your time, energy and money in your own local community. I think that's something we in Kansas City completely understand. And across the entire state of Missouri, I think that's unique to who we are. And I think that's what separates Franklin Stash House from many others is, 
yeah, there are some cool out-of-state brands that are running around selling product, but long-term, you know, five, 10 years down the road, there's going to be a lot of flash in the pans. We want to invest our time, energy, and educating everyone from the patient to the future entrepreneur that wants to be in this industry, to people who are trying to pursue licenses. I mean, like this is something that's innate to cannabis, the idea of, you know, sharing game, helping other people get in and chase their dreams. And so, you know, I think that's a, an ill-advised move if you're not investing locally. And I think that's probably, you know, quite frankly, a national trend is, you know, at the end of the day, it's local, local. So, Mike, how do we get this THC-infused lemonade, my brother? I need all of this in my life. In fact, infuse this into my veins. I feel like that was the perfect sentiment of how the market is right now. I mean, <laughs> we just released product. A great example is Relief, a dispensary here in Kansas City, ordered right off the bat three cases, and it was sold out within two hours, and within six hours, we had a reorder five times the size. I think that's kind of the sentiment. You know, we, we're really aiming for fresh products. James Lemonade is a, a classic Kansas City lemonade that's been around for 24 years. It has built legendary status amongst an entire culture of people. We feel completely blessed that James Lemonade and many other brands have chosen us to work with them to bring them into the THC market. And so, you know, we've developed a formula, spent a year developing out a water soluble formula to go in James Lemonade. And it's a, an amazing product. You know, you can sip your high. You don't have to take an edible and wait two hours. You can literally sip the beverage and it hits you within 15, 20 minutes. So it's a really cool product because it's $10, it's eight ounce, it's 20 milligrams. It will give you a really enjoyable weekend, but it's also a local staple. It's made here in Kansas City from local people. It's got that feel. So not only does it taste great and feel good to consume, it also feels good when you actually look in the story behind it and see how it's made and who's involved. Well, I didn't know it was only 10 bucks. I'm going to buy me a case. I'm going to buy me a case today. Get out there and buy as many cases as you like, guys. I'll keep feeding the beast as long as everybody wants them. My man, what else can we look forward to? We've got the lemonade. I know you've got some more collaborations on the way. The merch looks fantastic. That hoodie. My goodness, that's a fly fit. If you're interested in following the journey of Franklin Stash House, I'd highly recommend following us on our social, Casey Stash House on Twitter and Franklin Stash House on Instagram. When it comes for future product, you know, we are producing on a weekly basis. So that's why I suggest checking in on our social channels because literally every week we have something new, whether that be a new variety or blend or a new brand we're bringing on. We've got a lot of things to bring to market between now and recreational. You'll see new collaborations out of us with some great classic big name brands, you know, not just in Missouri, but nationally. You know, you're going to see a wide variety of products, vapes, edibles, pre-rolls, beverages, the whole nine. We're not really pigeonholing ourselves into just one product, just James. We're really fulfilling a wide variety of tastes and we want to become Franklin Stash House, you know, a house of brands, a place that you can count on to get high quality local stuff that feels good, tastes great. You know, it's consistent. And so we've got a real passion for quality. And that's something that I think is getting reflected, you know, not just in James and these pre-rolls as our first products. But once you see the 30 plus SKUs we roll out and you keep trying them and trying them, you'll see that there's an underlying commitment to quality. And that's something that we're really excited about and passionate about. And it's something that allows us to compete. So, you know, it's uh, I guess you could expect more products, more excitement, merch, some collaborations, maybe a few celebrity appearances here and there. But, you know, it's an exciting time. Things are changing. The world's changing fast. Today, you're going to be at Greenlight Underground, yeah? 
Yeah, so today's our official launch. We'll be at the Greenland Underground in Independence, regular monthly farmer's market where they bring in the best and hottest new brands to showcase what they are. So if you have a medical marijuana card, which is required today, we would love to see you up there. You know, all the love and support we can get is great. We've got special pricing, $5 James Lemonades. They're normally 10, but the folks at Greenlight said, we want something real special and sweet, guys. And and so we're offering everybody today and tomorrow $5 James Lemonades, uh, the 20 milligram version. So it's exciting. We'll be up there, the whole team, myself, our co-founder, DJ Rice, our team, Angela Noah, you know, there may be some appearances from Andy, from guys. $5 is a heck of a deal. You know, you'll find a $5 drink in Colorado for five milligrams. And it's that same drink. And we all know that same drink. And I'm tired of drinking it. So let's try some James Lemonade THC infused courtesy of Franklin Stash House. How about that instead? I like how you think. Mike, one more time, man. Plug those handles. Continue success. Where can folks go to learn more? Sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. If you're looking to follow us on social, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Franklin's Stash House and you can follow us on Twitter at Casey Stash House. I know you're busy today in the next couple days, next couple weeks, but one of these times, me and you, this Kush Kingdom is ours. And we're going to toast the success of Franklin's Stash House in Kansas City. How about that? I have a feeling you and I are going to find ourselves in a smoke section celebrating a Super Bowl win here uh, not too long from now. So I'm looking forward to it. Mike, I appreciate you, my friend. Likewise, I appreciate you having me on and look forward to seeing you soon. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more. as true as the sunrise. It's that I like being on there. 
with hot sauce. The KC Morning Show. Let's do a sports thing. He is the managing editor at BetSided, part of the fansided.com network. He just switched his headset over from Bluetooth to the wired speaker. And my God, ladies and gentlemen, this man sounds like butter. It's Benny Heist back on your KC morning show. What up, my brother? Can't believe it's not Benny, right? (laughs) Standing ovation. Everyone in their car right now is just cheering you right now. I want you to know that. First of all, that's beautiful, and it's greatly appreciated. I, I I had a moment. I had an epiphany moment last night on the on the Thursday night broadcast, watching whatever watching whatever garbage was on TV. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the the Colts and the uh, and the Donkeys last night, Hartzell, but it was one of those indicators where it's like, well, if football is on, I guess I'm going to be watching it. And I, I I had a moment last night where I'm like, I, I have bets on this game, but it's so bad that I don't even think betting or fantasy can save me from this. Like Ben DiNucci was like a former, like one time Dallas Cowboys backup quarterback literally tweeted out. It was like, I think this is the worst game that I've ever seen. I got to ask you, Benny, you know, I've never seen you in the kitchen, so I don't know firsthand, but do you cook like Russell Wilson, Benny Heisler? Oh my God. If I cook like Russell Wilson, I would burn my house down. (laughs) He's trying to do the same thing. Russ is cooking, right? So honestly, hard to like the Broncos. And this is so good for Chiefs fans. Not that they have to worry about it, but Denver by, by giving him all that money and by hiring Nathaniel Hackett, who doesn't know what he's doing, they might've just set themselves back. I, I kid you not like seven years. Like if he's not good anymore and this is what they look like, he is locked up for the next like seven years. Like with a ton of guaranteed money. I don't know how, how Denver maneuvers their way out of this. I, I heard somebody say, like, you know, Denver sold their soul for the Peyton Manning Super Bowl. This is this is the payback right now. It's awful. Their defense is good. Their offense has some playmakers on it, but if you don't have a quarterback and you're stuck with that quarterback for the next several years, and you're sitting in it. And and the Broncos might be sitting in it right now. Well, speaking of sitting in it and speaking of, you know, maybe selling out for the big championship, we got to talk about the major news in Kansas City, at least from a coaching standpoint. The Royals, the boys in blue are without a manager. Mike Matheny going, going, gone. Denny Matthews voice. And also uh, (laughs) looks like we lost a pitching coach as well. Biddy, what's the move? What are your Royals going to do? It's a good question. I I think it's going to be a fairly exhaustive search. There hasn't been any major books here in the U.S. that have set odds for the next Royals manager. Some of the uh, offshore books have. I know that Carlos Beltran is listed as the favorite at one of them. I think he came in at maybe three and a half to one plus 350 or four to one. Well, but here's the thing. Like, he was going to be the Mets manager for anybody that, that didn't remember. And then... The report that got finalized regarding the connection to the Houston 2017 scandal where they were cheating in the World Series and throughout the course of the season, Beltran wasn't necessarily specifically blamed for it, but the Mets didn't want to have any association with their new hire the moment it came out. So they moved on from Carlos, got Buck Showalter in there, and sort of the rest is history. Obviously, if the New York Mets are are looking at somebody like Beltran as a guy that is ready to take that step to be a, a top tier manager in the big leagues, one of you know very few positions available. It certainly makes sense that the Royals would give it and an, an reasonable consideration. Obviously like a well-respected guy, someone that appears to be interested in, in learning and being able to pass on a lot of, a lot more analytical information. And, uh, and John Sherman even said it as much, right? 
he talked about how the Royals kind of their big issue over the last several years is that they're not analytically driven enough. Like they need to start making more data-based decisions. He didn't say it's the end all be all. And I don't think any team would say we're only doing this by the data, but he basically said like, there needs to be more of this put into our plan moving forward. He came from Cleveland where that was very much the model for, for the the guardians. So I, I think if you're going to find success and if it's going to get the John Sherman signature of approval, you probably need to find a manager that a is good in the clubhouse the B is also willing to work with J.J. Piccolo, the president of baseball operations, whoever they bring in at the general manager position, and then try to say, okay, we're going to take a lot of this data now in our newfound front office, and we're going to actually apply it. Well, I know. And maybe also don't base your batting lineup and your front office moves based off of the Old Testament. I don't know. Maybe try that for size and see how that goes. <laughs> Call me crazy. Vinny Heisel. Chiefs, this weekend, we've all seen the play on repeat by now. What we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes, I think sometimes we forget how special it is. We get a chance to see it again this week. Benny Heiss, what you got? Your KCMS Showman of the Week. So for anybody that's kind of been following the secondary storyline heading into Monday Night Football and Raiders Week, the game's on ESPN. I think it'll also be on KCTV5 locally as well for anybody that uh, has, has cut the cord. But... Patrick Mahomes is four touchdowns away from passing Troy Aikman on the all-time list, which is fairly remarkable. And again, different eras, different set of circumstances, but Aikman is calling the game on ESPN with Joe Buck, and Mahomes has a chance to break that record with Aikman in his home building. And I think if you, if you go back, I think there was like a the fun little spat between Josh Briscoe and Troy Aikman where you know Aikman kind of responded back and saying like, you know, you know, reach back out to me when he has a third of my championships. And again, like it, it seemed to me like it was fun fodder, but you know how Chiefs fans start to get. And you also know that Mahomes takes receipts, right? Like he, he never comes out and says it. But even last, even the game against Tampa Bay, where the, uh, the Bucks were talking a little bit of shit heading into the game. They were going to generate a bunch of pressure. And then Mahomes' offensive line stepped up. He balled out on them. The Mitch Trubisky game, where he was counting how many picks went after Trubisky in order to get a hit. Like, he doesn't say it, but he remembers it. And then he makes a bold statement as a result of it. So I have to go with Mahomes here. He's put up 40-plus points in the last two games against the Raiders. Over has gone 4-0 in their last four performances. They blew out Derek Carr. I believe is just like two and six straight up against the Chiefs over his lifetime. Mahomes in primetime has been dominant and against the AFC West, he's been dominant. He has 22 touchdowns, three interceptions over his career against the the Las Vegas Raiders. So it, it has to be Mahomes. I've been saving him to use him for this week. I think especially with Aikman in the building, I don't even hate a prop, an alternative prop where you can get some some solid odds on Mahomes to go over three and a half touchdown passes this week. Maybe I'm walking down Narrative Street a little bit, Hartzell, but that's what makes betting fun is you, you get a little bit of extra action and wager responsibly and, and you see if uh, it pays off. So let's let's go with Mahomes on Raider week to pass Troy Aikman with Aikman in the building for your Kansas City Showman of the Week. You know, Benny, I'll take Narrative Street. I'll go down Narrative Street way more than I'll go down Baker Mayfield Street. See what I did there? Baker Street. I do. Yeah. It ain't good. <laughs> the line was good, but Baker ain't good. Benny Heist, where can these folks find you on the internet? Yeah, go to BetSided. We have game previews, props, predictions uh, for every NFL game this week. Ton of stuff in college football as well. 
Hartzell, the NHL season starts today for uh, all you young hockey fans out there. Our guy Ian McMillan has full preview for you ready to go. NBA season is starting up in a week or two. Got all this shit covered for you. So yeah, follow us on Twitter at BetSided. We're also on Instagram and TikTok as well. And you can follow me on the tweet machine at Benny Heiss. What's the deal with the hockey? What's what's hockey? <laughs> Benny, I don't know what that is. Benny Heist. Uh, let's you, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that next week. We'll chat soon, brother. All right, man. Winding your way down a Baker Street. Lighting your head and dead on your feet. Well, another crazy day. Drink the night away and forget about everything. This city desert makes you feel so cold.